Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. What is going on, everybody? This episode 105. A pop culture crisis. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Introduce yourself, please. It's me, Mary. 105. It's One, been so long. 105 episodes. Don't how even you, remember my life before I came here. It was. A, it's. It's all a blur, right? Yep. Yep. Well, how, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Doing good. Okay. We've uh, we've been having a long mm-hmm. conversation before this episode started, and now we're getting fresh with a new conversation. Getting <laughs> started fresh with a new conversation, and part of that is our, our guest host today, uh, always on the fives and the zero episodes. Episodes. Uh, uh, Dane, introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. Dane Font, marketing man extraordinaire, arbiter of truth and justice, and the patron saint of White Boy Summer. That is true. All of those things. You should put that on a business it's card. 2022, baby. Yes. As you know. Yes. You should put that on a business card. It is. <laughs> Perfect. Um, we get a bunch of stuff to talk about today. We're going to talk about Sharon Osbourne, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, not hilarious. The, uh, the censorship for the third topic we have today is hilarious. The Sharon Osbourne story is just peak 2022. We've got an actress named Kiki Palmer who has an interesting insight uh, into, into an experience she had out in public recently. And I, I had some kind of uh, insights or at least my own thoughts about how they relate to privacy and all those things and what you can expect uh, when you reach a certain level of fame, I suppose. Then we've got censorship of the original Spider-Man movie and a bunch of other stuff in Podluck. So if my uh, uh, co-workers are ready today, are we ready to go and just get started? We are ready to go. I could use a minute. but <laughs> Well, uh, it's a rhetorical question, my friend. So we're just going to go ahead and get right into it. All right. Sharon Osbourne. Sharon Osbourne says she got death threats, career blowback after her controversial talk exit. Uh, it was like I was dead, she says. Wow. Do you guys remember this? I'm just, uh, I'm curious because I, this, I don't. This is a recent interview, but this is um, from last year. Uh, basically what happened was is Piers Morgan, who we covered recently, <laughs> I, have, I have my own opinions on Piers Morgan and, As and, do I. and, and uh, whether he's authentic or means what he says, whatever, that's not important to this part of the discussion, but she, uh, she got basically booted off of the talk because uh, people got mad at Piers Morgan because he had the, he deigned, he dared to criticize uh, the great Meghan Markle, who of course we know is somebody that along with Oprah Winfrey, you're not supposed to. part of the untouchable class. Yes. You're not allowed to criticize them for any way, uh, any reason whatsoever. Uh, And she had the, uh, the temerity when asked about, uh, what happened to Piers Morgan because Piers Morgan criticized Meghan Markle. She says, I don't think he's racist. I, I think he's, he's my friend. I think he's an all right guy. And of course that was a very, very hot take because it is 2022. And of course it's a hot take to defend your friend who had the da- who dared to question literal at the time royalty uh, and um, called the system into question. So uh, like I said, I still don't really care much for Piers Morgan. I, th- I think he's uh, I don't think he's authentic. I don't think he means ha- especially all the stuff he's uh 
he's shoveling yeah. lately about like free speech and uh, saying democracy 37 and a half times. Jesus. Yes. As we were saying. Can I also don't like recap for British. my own sake? Yes. So this is a very confusing timeline. So Sharon Osbourne defends Pierce Morgan. After he criticizes Meghan Markle and walks off his own show because he got into a debate with somebody on his show who got mad at him. They were upset at him for criticizing Meghan Markle. So he criticizes <clears throat> royal and human embarrassment Meghan Markle. Yes. This is somehow bad. Yes, you're not allowed yeah. to criticize Meghan Markle. G good to know. Yes. Uh, uh, so he criticizes her, gets booted off, no, he doesn't. What happens he is he stormed off. He stormed in off. Their argument. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And then basically it became public knowledge, right? And they kept talking about it. And so because Sharon Osbourne is friends with Piers Morgan, she got asked by people who said, like, look, uh, how do you feel about uh, what happened to Piers Morgan? So Sharon Osbourne, uh, like media celebrity, says, I like my friend. Yes. And the response is, you should kill yourself. Uh, the response was that um, she had to issue an apology. Mm. She had to issue an apology. So we'll do that first. We'll, we'll just get into that part first. So it says, because then she was offending against Meghan Markle as well. By like, defending. By not trashing her friends. So every single comment is like, how many steps removed you are from insulting Meghan Markle? Kind yeah. of. Who isn't even royalty anymore, by the way. Nope. Right. So this article, it says, Sharon Osbourne says she got death threats and career blowback after her controversial talk exit. It was like I was dead. Sharon Osbourne is opening up about her departure from the talk last year, which she says resulted in death threats and missed career opportunities. In an interview with the Sunday Times Magazine, the former reality star and wife of rocker Ozzy Osbourne addressed the fallout from her exit from the CBS daytime talk show. Osbourne left after having a major argument with co-host Cheryl Underwood during the show's March 10th, 2021 episode about Piers Morgan and his criticism of Meghan Markle. Osborne faced backlash for defending her, quote, very good friend, Morgan, against accusations that his attacks on the Duchess were racist and later issued a public apology. She did not issue that public apology out of actual desire for forgiveness. She was uh, held, you know, she was held to the fire and basically yeah, bullied and into I, it. I really almost don't respect that because when the mob is coming for you and you apologize, you're legitimizing that they have the moral high ground and you're then setting it up for them to attack other people later on. And if you look at history in the terms of like, like if all you knew about any of these people was through the lens of like what your Google results tell you, right? So you like, if you're looking at, at any of these people's lives and you're looking at it through the, you're looking down the, you know, all the articles that are being written for them and use it as a timeline. Now forever in that timeline, there says Sharon Osbourne issues apology. And then that you're, that means you're admitting fault. You're ceding ground yep. to the mob. Mm-hmm. There's that's just not an option at this point. But like also she's just this scared old lady, so who can blame her? Which is what they want. They they don't want you to actually be sorry. They want you to admit repent. to repent uh -huh. so and and admit shame. Ding, 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 ding. Exactly. Shame. So uh so remember it's it's racist to attack Meghan Markle, who's literal royalty. Um you're not allowed to do that. So it's I'm gonna take a wild guess and say that nothing he said had anything to do about race. No, no. no. But it's like if you s criticize her um, as part of the royal family, then you're legitimizing the fact that like the royal family is racist in and of itself as as a political structure. 
Yep. Uh, it's yeah, it's obviously very convoluted. It makes no sense. So it says soon she was facing allegations that she herself was racist, <laughs> prompting an investigation. I, I love that there's an investigation. <laughs> oh yeah, we're investigating. We, and we're found, collecting the evidence. <laughs> we, we've got our eyes on you. Find some money. Um, prompting an investigation and reports claiming that she had mocked talk uh, talk co-panelist Julie Chen. Uh, Julie Chen Moonves, uh, who is Asian American, while Osborne 69 told the Sunday Times Magazine she feels terrible terrible about using a slur in reference to the TV personality. She disputes claims that she's uh, that she said anything about her eyes. So uh, <laughs> she she said spicy things. She shouldn't have said that. I don't know. I don't know if there there were claims. That she, she's saying she didn't say that, right? Yeah. Uh, but what, what the problem is now? They've convoluted the ability to criticize. So it's like there's a difference between saying something inherently racist about another person and criticizing another person who just happens to look differently than you and the media gladly and happily uh conflates the two with utter glee because they know that it spins good narrative and makes for good copy when they're printing these articles uh quote they said to me you're on permanent suspension we don't think that you're repentant enough <laughs> And we will decide whether you ever come back. And I said, well, that's going, well, who's going to make that decision? And they said, we can't tell you, said Osborne, who left for good on March 26th of last year. Soon the death threats began. Uh, they were saying they were going to come in the, in the night, cut my throat, cut Ozzy's throat, cut my dog's throat. Osborne shared, adding that her career also took a blow stateside. My phone, as far as my TV career here, was non-existent. Not one call, nothing, she said. In England and Australia, it never changed. Here, it was like I was dead. America, as I'm going to say, every time I get this opportunity, America is a crackhead. Is is a, it, America is a heroin addict that is addicted to racism, addicted to any type of divisive uh, sociopolitical agenda that involves race, gender, ideological means. It's addicted to it. And it inherently shows that what she said, whether what she said was stupid or not, uh, the phone didn't stop ringing in Australia or England. It did stop ringing here, but only for so long, right? So it's like, how, uh, how, how are we to take these people to actually mean what they say? This That's is like interesting the... because pop culture is international at this point. Mm -hmm. So why would it matter Th that it was here? Whether yeah, yeah. like <clears throat> saying America, America is right now. It is addicted to uh, to grievance. Uh, highly addicted and it needs well, a, it's, it needs it's a more like we're just addicted to anything that's not reality yeah. because reality is so horrifyingly confusing <laughs> yep. primarily osborne stayed at home to avoid conflicts with the public she underwent months of ketamine therapy she calls a truth drug uh i said i ain't Yikes. going out i ain't doing anything i just couldn't stop crying because all i was thinking about was that was all the things i've done that i've gone through in my life and now they're calling me a racist this is insanity she says they don't care about truth they don't care about honesty they just want somebody to demonize and it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter how famous you are in fact they love taking down celebrities a peg this article is like the perfect representation of the american education system as mm -hmm. well as the mental health state of the country yep okay so here's the logic you are insulting and making it unsafe for a black woman mm -hmm. thus we must kill you yeah death threats again you're making it unsafe thus we must kill you yep that's the logic that i there is no logic to it in in my i, I there's just a lot of anger there is logic a lot to it. of that's it like, that's a lot the, of you know <laughs> the, the mental framework
there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of hatred. There's a lot of disdain coming from people that it, it breaks my heart to see this stuff. Uh, it says in the entertainment industry, everyone's a hypocrite. Everyone's a job's worth. Everybody overnight becomes politically correct and walks on eggshells. Said Osborne. It says everybody's scared of saying something wrong that somebody would tell and sell. It's like, I, can you imagine being like, like we're blessed to have like a job where we are free to talk about these things without worry about even because here's the thing we don't even have to say the things that they're saying just by covering it in a more even-handed way you're the bad guy now yeah like papa john's like he got fired for saying don't say it yep you yeah know, he, he like, said context didn't matter they they hate him anyways noise so noise it says, it's no way to bloody live. I don't want it. I don't need it. It's just our time to go home. I don't want to be judged. H how they feel is how I feel most of the time, and I'm not even from that industry. Like, I'm just sick of a world that's ready at all points in time to just destroy another person based on hearsay mm -hmm. uh, and statements taken out of context. And the then even recognizing the personhood of somebody who is undergoing that yep. implicates you as well. Yeah, you're not allowed to. You're you're the bad guy now too for even being in the the, the joke I was like, because like, now you're not allowed to work with her because if you work with her, you're it's basically it's professional grievance cooties where <laughs> if you if you're to do this, you're now you're bad like her just for having a, you know taking a job that works alongside her. But at the same time, like I've seen this <laughs> canceling happen before, where everyone just kind of memory holes it eventually. It's weird. That's why. Yeah. That's honestly why you shouldn't address it. You Never. shouldn't apologize. You shouldn't talk about it. They should take just advantage. Just ignore it, and then yeah. it does go away. That's the most disturbing part of it. it Give just... it two days. They'll go to the next one. Yeah. Like it... all their thing is like the novelty of the life they can ruin. They it materializes love... instantly if you ignore it. Twitter <laughs> loves to destroy lives. It's what they live for. Right. They don't have. They, it's like it, it. It scares me because it's so antithetical to who I am. But the idea that they can like get joy from terrorizing other people and like Twitter is ground zero for these these mobs of people yep. just like searching for any possible wrongdoing, like wrong speak. Yep. But claims to be an open platform and know? the opposite and of like anti-harassment <laughs> uh it's it's it makes it's, a big show of it too it's um it's approved harassment it's whoever's uh, right. uh on the uh, it's on the harassment's okay as long as it's part of a uh, a person that's been deemed by a generic group of people that person's okay to try to ruin their life that person is okay to uh drive them towards wanting to end their own life because of the week yeah uh, and it's it's sickening to me. It says Sharon Osbourne is apologizing. This is the older article. It says Sharon Osbourne is apologizing after defending Piers Morgan, but he thinks she's been bullied into it, and he's absolutely right. There's she's. I mean, her statements in the newer article prove that she says they don't care if it's true or not. All they care about is to see you bend the knee uh, and see you uh, submit to their authority, which is insane. Uh, so he just talks about it here. Now, again, I want to reiterate that I don't have any faith in Piers Morgan as any type no. of like crusader for anything real, good, or honest. Uh, I think he's selling a product now that he he pivoted very quickly after his uh, his outburst. You know, he doesn't support. He doesn't like the idea of. He, he thought Meghan Merkel was lying about stuff uh, in in like in her interview with Oprah about uh, um um what do you call it discrimination she had faced. Uh, whether that's true or not is irrelevant. The point is that he's not even allowed to share that 
opinion of his, which is just an opinion. It's not truth. It's not lies. It's just his opinion of what he thinks happened in that situation, which whether we like his opinion or not, whatever your thoughts are on that should not be something that you demonize him for and make him walk off a set. Right. So uh, I don't think he is any type of person to follow as uh, as a better example of a human being. I guess I think all of these people are selling you something on well, some level. He's claiming that he wants to uncancel the cancel. Yes. Replatform the deplatformed and things that he has no power to do. Yeah. Nor would he do if he did have the power, did actually. <laughs> so. I mean, yeah, I don't think he has integrity, but he might have a genuine bone to pick. I don't think the first episode of like his new show is going to be with Milo. You know what I mean? No, no. Did, yeah. Did he? Did something <laughs> come out recently about like where um, the former President Trump was like proved that he did not storm off of some interview with him or something? Like they proved that they they sat and and, sh- and like were like talking after the <clears throat> interview, and so the whole thing was fabricated. Was it like expertly edited. Yeah, like it was that? it was selectively edited or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, I I read something about that very recently. Uh, so I don't know if uh, like he came out with the proof of that. So just mm-hmm. proves to you that if that's true, uh, having not have the information in front of me, that he's just he's part of the same media spin yeah, machine. He's a hack, but like, they're all hacks. If it affects his personal friend, oh, then it's a different story. Yeah, I think that's what this is. I bet the show on camera canceled will be him canceling the cancels <laughs> uh there there's never any it's just th- doubling down on yeah. canceling. yeah there's never any integrity or actual uh morals it's all just whatever gets them to the next job yeah. so uh, i i find all of it kind of really really sad because to me uh a lot of people still hold up most of these celebrities <clears throat> as something to aspire to or as if they're truth tell like Truth teller speaking, uh, speaking truth to power. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, right. You're not doing that. Uh, and the people that, uh, that, you know, celebrate somebody like Sharon Osbourne in this article talking about how she wanted to, uh, so she had, she was driven to drug use, uh, to ketamine. Like, I don't know about anything about ketamine as like a, as like a treatment for anything other than it's like, it's a horse tranquilizer and it's a club drug, uh, uh well, here. It, it also is used to, uh, treat some pain as okay. like a non-opioid drug but uh yeah it's mostly just like for psychedelic purposes yeah. otherwise so and, and she's got i believe it says that he's he's got parkinson's disease so she's dealing with ozzy oh, with yeah, uh yeah. So she's dealing with that and there's all this stuff going on and to me it's just like I, I see these stories and i'm like they'll never end we're gonna get stories like this forever the only thing that's ever going to change is the who the what but they're getting sillier and more tepid by the day. So that means like Is this I, how you've been saying the pendulum's swinging the other way and correct. the vibes are shifting. So you see this as uh we're we're going we're moving into a new t- new territory with stories like this? Uh we're we're just moving in like a different vibe entirely. So like th- so um, so compare this to like the cancellations of old. I mean sure you get like you know Can you that, give like a, a good example for people? Well, you know like uh, there was a lady that made <laughs> This is one of the examples you get canceled just for saying it. But the lady said she was like, I'm traveling to Africa. Better not get AIDS, Tihi. Like, she puts a tweet about that. The, the second she gets on a plane for a job, it goes to Africa. Yeah. The second he, she gets off the plane, she's fired. Really? Like, she got fired mid-flight. That was just an ordinary person, though. Not ordinary, yeah, yeah, figure. ordinary person. What about a public figure who has been like, has any public figure been permanently... 
I keep canceled. going. One of the things that I find interesting is that it's the more and more that people who aren't who who you'd think would be, but keep making it back, and that's like Mel Gibson, who never seems to be fully like. It's like maybe the repentant <clears throat> the repentance worked for him because he really came to to change his ways. They just nerf you. You know how yeah. video games they they make you weaker, like you're not as like, like strong. Like Louis C.K. is not the Louis C.K. of old. You yeah, know what I mean. Like yep. he's like nerfed Louis C.K. He's like seventy percent Louis C.K. And like you can be like he's still doing stand up, yeah, but he's like doing a third of what he did. I I think he's doing much better now, but because he's Not working right. on his own. I mean, maybe you're maybe you're talking about in like in terms of his art. Yes, perhaps, but not in terms of his reach, not in terms of his like clout. Yep. Uh, and then we'll uh, Johnny Depp. Uh, Johnny Depp was socially canceled for by the studios and stuff. America's like that. darling. Uh, who uh, and then now he's come back around and the, the pendulum seems to be swinging back on him because the public seems to be far more in support of him rather than Amber Heard. But the pendulum swing as far as the companies has not. She's still getting all the work. She's still the yeah. the darling of the industry, whereas he's been outcast by those uh, in the industry there. Hmm. It seems like only uh, celebrity cancellations can turn the other way around, but like cancellations on ordinary people, like the one you mentioned, are permanent because I they don't have built-in power and I influence think, or the capital. Yeah, I think the cancellation really sets just... foot when you apologize. If yeah. you apologize, yeah. you're canceled forever. If you're like, you know what? You suck and you'll forever it's the, suck. It's the ultimate shit test. Yep. It's just seeing if you'll give in. Yeah, it is that. So if you're like, hell no, I hate you guys, then you just rebranded yourself. And then you'll take the positives and negatives it, of that. And the, mm -hmm. the worst part about this, it forces you to rebrand to something maybe you didn't want to be. And also it forces you to live with the, the consequences of your actions more than apologizing and learning and listening ever will. Yeah. If you don't apologize and you, you know, live with the consequences of that, that's more mature than, you know, some fake, if like, you're insincere wrong, apology. They say, right. especially when the apology yeah. is not. So you should apologize when you sincerely believe that yeah. you've done wrong. Yeah. But like faux a, compassion. Social pressure to apologize is never a recipe yeah. for honesty. Oh, apology means nothing if you don't mean it. Exactly. Exactly. Like if I spilled that water on you and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Mary. Like what, what was the apology really? Fun, fun you know, it, it wasn't nothing. It was it was like me covering my ass. And that's all these people are doing. So like cancellations are disingenuous. And since people's response to cancellation is disingenuous, burn. That's the world. But if if you get a disingenuous cancellation, you're like, this is disingenuous. This is my I mean. Everyone can go fuck themselves. Then my bad. <laughs> then, you know, the counterculture will see what it does with you. Mm -hmm. And typically they welcome you with open arms. I remember Aaron Rodgers got uh, in trouble for ex expressing like uh, questions about vaccines and stuff like that. All he did was say like, you know, because he's allergic to uh, the material within yeah. it. Yeah. So and he got in trouble and he eventually had to apologize and, and he did that and he kind of gave in. But he what originally happened is like he didn't want to do that. He said, look, I don't want to be a, a political figure for either side. I just want to live my life and that's what they want, but they make it something it's not something you shouldn't, you should have a say in whether you're seen that way, but you don't. And that is uh, very disheartening to People me. People just don't have the resilience these days yeah. mentally to not apologize. I mean, it's it hard. Sucks. I would say it's hard. Like back in the day, strength meant that you had to bulk up and get ready to fight someone. And that fight lasts, uh, what an hour at the most you, you fight with somebody it takes a couple of minutes before somebody drops. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. if you go into battle, those battles only last so long. The internet 
means you're in a constant state of torture if this type of thing happens to you you cannot escape it you cannot get away from it you can not if you want to okay let me say this realistically if you want to be connected to the world you mean if your career is involved in uh, it i'm saying that if if you want to uh live a normal life like an everyday person have a computer have a phone be connected to the people around you you got family who uses facebook and so you have to you have to constantly be around the source where all of that hatred will come from or you take the Dane font route. And by the way, very few people in the entire world are on social media more than me because it's my profession. So you could go my route and you have all your things private and you talk to the people you love and you trust and, and people you've made like smart calculations as to why this person can see dimensions of me that I'm ready to put there and that's that like you really it's what you said like everyone has to act like they're a president no everyone has to act like they're a marketing manager yep that's that's the world we live in now yeah uh we have marketed and turned um hatred and divisiveness into a a means of social control and it it uh, it disgusts me did you know that uh kiki do you first of all does either of you know who kiki palmer is i this do know okay you, you do okay so kiki palmer it is gets, funny though that you introduced her as an actress named kiki palmer blah 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 because really the theme of the story is more relevant than she is I, I, so i do usual i did not know who kiki palmer was but i found this story fascinating um partially because of what we've been discussing right now like we were just talking about private and public social media platforms uh and the idea of privacy in general and how it kind of correlates to modern day celebrity where you know you're increasingly have less and less privacy because you're either always on social media and when you're in public people are always going to have a phone to put in your face uh and i find all of these topics kind of really interesting so it says kiki palmer gets candid about being filmed by a fan against her will my privacy was invaded she says so it says the actress is setting boundaries now i'm going to be open here uh I have like, I know it's a little bit weird, but childish maybe, but like when I hear stuff like setting boundaries, it always comes off like the language, the language is is very pop psychology. It's very feminine. Thank you. Yes. It feels like I I read it off of like, just like gaslighting, love bombing, et cetera. I feel like I read it off an infographic on Instagram. Love bombing is hilarious. Um, love bombing is hilarious. Before we you get started, a, tell uh, tell every tell, no. I'm saying get, before we start, tell everybody what love bombing is for the people watching who have no clue what that is. I, you explain it to me, so please. Uh, when someone's really nice to you because they like you, that's love bombing, and it's actually toxic. Yep. Incredible. It's it's like I mean it's the same thing. <laughs> love bombing is the same thing as um what was the other one that we were just talking about? Gas. Uh, ga- not gaslighting, but uh, lo- uh love bombing, gaslighting, and there's a third one that I always forget that they always talk. Keeping. Not now. These are all of these are terms for things, but love bombing is my favorite because it's like even when you do something nice, you're doing something bad. But does love bombing mean like male feminist? How no. like, they're like creepers? I and mean, then, okay, like, theoretically, they're saying that it's an insane sincere expression right, of, so of affection feminist. to manipulate somebody right. into trusting you when you're not trustworthy so it's not like you know but really it's not they're friendship just, they're just like, pinning hey, that on on any situation where they want to portray somebody it's as hyper projection um, no no but I, I think it's talking about something very specific then it's i know it's used as like this person's being nice to me the, thus a threat but ultimately what what it's supposed to mean is like when someone's being disingenuous and giving you a lot of compliments to in order to manipulate you, right? 
Yeah, yeah I kind of. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what it should mean. But mm-hmm. it's being weaponized as like you're just being nice onto to me. normal human behavior. Exactly. Yep. Okay. So the article says Kiki Palmer is quite the sought-after actress these days, coming off <laughs> of the stand-up performance in 2019's Hustlers, uh, hosting Disney's uh, Disney Plus's food sculpting competition, Foodtastic, which was an acting exercise in itself. She began to what is sure to be a huge 2022 with the release of Alice. As her star continues to rise, there's little doubt her recognizability factor is also increasing and Palmer has spoken out about the about the following incident where a fan filmed her against her will so this is something celebrities I mean I mean s- stories of celebrities and paparazzi have, have been going on for as long as time uh, there was a article we covered yesterday about Mike Tyson about him punching the guy in the airplane and like a, a guy who weighed in on him on that story was a, photo- a paparazzi photographer who like Mike Tyson beat up in the 90s who said like this guy got off lucky so, so this is not something new, this type of invasive material. But it's more invasive now that just the average fan has a camera in their pockets when usually, like, it, they would just come up to you with a pen and be like, sign this thing, yeah. like, sign this piece of paper, please. It's it's a... It, there not is be a... shoving a camera in your face, like, normally, like a paparazzi would. And it's weird, because to me, I was like, at least when the paparazzi did it, it was like, you understood that it was like a form of, it was and like a transaction. It was Yeah, it was, a, it was business. That was their job, yeah. It was business. When but people If you're just it, harassing someone for the fun of it, that's not really as sympathetic, right? Not even for the fun of it, but just because you have like this weird, unnatural attachment, which yeah, I do yeah. think is very prevalent in society today, that more and more, we've gotten into this place where people worship uh, I'm not saying that for, it's weird. There's less movie stars than there have ever been, but celebrity worship, in my opinion, has never been higher. No way. Uh, I disagree. No uh, way. Uh, maybe that's a, a concentrated group of the population, but yeah. people uh, who see, they love these people and they will go up to them and do something like this. I think this is the era of like the emperor has no clothes. Like uh, we're, we're just constantly hmm. learning that like the I don't know the highest and most beloved people. Like they are the worst among us. Yeah, but we see that. I don't know if Maybe I buy it. Maybe it's not the... celebrity worship. It's just the parasocial relationship that makes us see each other as friends more accessible than not. you actually are. So that's not really like deifying them. Yeah. Okay. Ma- then yeah, maybe the 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 social media has blurred the lines between what is socially acceptable. Like what's between... personal anymore? Yes. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I've seen. I mean, I've seen women tweet as they give birth. You know, like there, there is not your birth. Oh my okay. god, there, I don't even want to get into it. But like, <laughs> I have some very like intimate stories about that, so, and it's a person that I love. And th- there's no way to explain to her like how could you ever share this deeply impersonal moment. So they go in and they describe all the things, the projects she's had come out this year and stuff that she's got coming out. And then it says, well, all of these, uh, all of this may mean less anonymity when she's out and about. Palmer still expects fans to respect her privacy. She recently took to Twitter detailing an unfortunate fan interaction. No means no, even when it doesn't pertain to sex. Yes, that's yeah. Uh, I was at a bar the other day, and this girl asked me it's quite three, an opener. Yes, it is. Uh, and this girl asked me three times for a picture, and I told her three times nicely that I did not want to uh, to take one with her. She still proceeded to film me against my will. The funny thing is, I she's right. She has every right to say no to this person, uh, but it's like. Uh, it, I just don't know what to say. Like, I don't think there's a way around this anymore. There isn't. Welcome, there, the, welcome to people. The, you're not going to be, uh, it's kind of going to be one of those things where when you've accepted a role in a major movie or a major television show, that is your life now. 
uh, and you have to find a way to come to terms with it. If that, if what that means is that she sets clear boundaries, says, look, that's inappropriate, and then has to risk, you know, being labeled as the bad guy, which is what would have happened if anything, if anything bad had happened in the situation, she would have been the bad guy. So that's the life she's chosen by yeah, being in the public eye. Anonymous fans have nothing to lose in the situation, but the actress would have gotten negative publicity for standing up for mm -hmm. herself. Which, which is an interesting inverse from social media where the celebrities have all of the all of the uh, power because uh, people always talk about like when celebrities clap back at people, the problem with that is that when you clip when, when a celebrity ats some nobody on Twitter, uh, then every of the millions of people that follow that celebrity it's all the other nobodies that are the problem, not them. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're no, going to they go learn. After them. They learn that this is the behavior I can do to get to get attention. But the, the, the person That's why Twitter's a shitstorm because everyone's trying to like have their five minutes in the sun. You yeah. Know? So so you say or you criticize some celebrity and it doesn't matter how uh how milk toast it is, it doesn't matter how polite you are, if that celebrity takes offense to that on that day, uh and they respond to you, it's going to show up in their feed and then all of those you know stands are going to go after that person uh, and that person's never going to have uh, a regular day on the internet again. So you have to decide like is it when you respond to this person is your need to clap back at this celebrity worth uh what could happen if that person gets angry and responds and then sends all their <laughs> not on purpose but they know that that's what's going to happen whether they do it on purpose or not they know that they're the the outcome of their response of their choice to clap back at that nobody is that their fans will go after them so you as a, a as a, a purveyor of social media have to decide whether that's worth it to you and it's like i maybe it's just foreign to me because it makes no sense because i want nothing to do with anything like that uh, those types of interactions. Some people live for it. Some people love that type of uh, back and forth, uh, you know, like relationship on the internet. I hate it. I don't know if that's something you guys. Uh, you mean the antagonistic back yeah, and forth? Yeah. No. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny to watch. <laughs> you love it. You love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it says, uh, it sounds utterly absurd that after the actress politely declined a photo three times, that fans still disrespected her by taking a video. Just because you like Kiki Palmer as an actress doesn't mean you're entitled to her personal time. Uh, and this fan asked three times. The first no should have been enough. The worst part is that the actress knew if she got upset, she would be blamed for the incident, not the person bothering her. And she's absolutely right in this respect. She would have been, I, I mean, I don't know how much she would have, been. I, don't, I don't know what that incident would have been in this case, but mm -hmm. uh, it's like, I, I'm sure this is why a lot of uh, the bigger name celebrities become more isolated because they can't go out into public and have normal interactions and they just kind of accept that that's their life now. I mean, imagine being Joe Rogan. Yeah. And like every single bro that sees you is like, you're my hero because he's the only like actual male. Yeah. Like out there right now. Uh, I did find this funny um, uh, at the end. Uh, it's not really relevant to the rest of the article, but it says, if you want to check out the actress in a socially acceptable way, <laughs> uh, you can catch her in Lightyear, which is scheduled for theatrical release on June 17th. That is like the funniest virtue signal I've ever seen and like uh, it, it thrown into uh, some commas or some you know what i mean like they had yeah. to throw in there in a so you can't just be checking people out you have to be checking them out in the right way Vlogger's uh, gonna you want to be a real fan yes <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna you're gonna respect them you're gonna respect them when you're when you're talking to them so uh dane you're i mean me and you have had more than a few conversations about privacy and what that means so do you i mean you obviously get where she's coming from where the actress is coming from but i think it do you think it kind of uh ignores the reality of what her life is like now after starring in several hit, po hit you know hit properties 
as a world-renowned fame sensation, I do like empathize with her. But you know, athletes hate their leg cramps. You know, they love that they play sports for a living, but yeah. they hate that their body's tired. Yeah, actors love the fame. But like, it's not something you can turn on and off. Only you know? they 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 love it on their terms. Right. They don't so, want to accept the bad that comes with the good. But you don't, right? Yeah. So you don't get that. So you know what I mean? Like, what can I tell you? So how many? The, the question is for for uh, we won't use her as an example, but for every celebrity that does say that they don't want to be bothered, how many times have they uh, has their ego felt like they needed the stroking and signed an autograph or two and felt like it boosted their self esteem in that moment? Uh, you know, you don't get to just choose the the times when you want to to be asked. You have to accept that, that you're going. That opens the floodgates. Yeah, but as a thought exercise, um, why is this pr profession in particular, besides the fact that they're public facing? Like, why why do they owe us their time? You know, like doctors are public facing. Yeah, you know, like people see them every day. Like, like what? Wh why why does it like? A why do why does a celebrity owe me like their time they don't but the right. doctor is not what well, this is where i get back to celebrity worship i'm saying that people don't worship doctors even though they'd be better off worshiping a, a well, surgeon some people worship doctors. yes uh, right. the, that's a whole another discussion <laughs> yeah. uh but uh, you know for the for the, uh, the the average normal person is mm -hmm. not going to like look at a guy who's like an OBGYN. can i get a picture, can yeah. I get a picture? No. uh but I just think it's it's hilarious. Like, oh my god, you're my favorite pretender. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's well, if we really like respected them as as artists and what they make, yeah, I don't think people would act like that. But yeah. everyone knows that they're shallow and they're not creating anything of value. So I have a weird um, connection these days. To I see it as like people don't necessarily worship uh, the actors more. It's more that they worship the characters that they play. So you don't love uh, that actress. They love this role where you portrayed that character. And there's this weird line blurring between where reality ends uh, and the story begins. Uh, and people have a hard time disentangling that actor from that role that they love because that property rang so true to them or whatever it may be meant a lot to them. Or so like detaching it from who they were yes. at the time that they consumed that media, which... It's like a whole other can of worms that we are like. But listen, <laughs> I'm not. The milestones of our lives are are marked with the things we consume, which is sad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not impervious to this either. Like when I made met Dave Smith, like the comedian, like I was like mm -hmm. through the moon. But it it wasn't like because he's like funny, haha, -ha, man. It's like he's funny, haha, -ha, man. And like I like him personally for what he stands for. He's yeah. the real ass dude. And that, but I feel that people's, I guess, like relationship with celebrity is not that. It's not about the person, you know. It's like, it's not who you are. It's who I think you are. Yeah. Well, it's it's the like. So a lot of people who who worship what Robert Downey Jr. worship Iron Man. They don't necessarily right. worship Robert Downey Jr. Though he is a fantastic example of somebody who. Uh, earned redemption in his own way, you know, coming back from all the, you know, the mistakes he made and then making a better life for himself, uh, giving back to charity, all these things after having such troubles when he was younger, but they don't worship him for that. They worship him because they love Marvel and Marvel. Good Iron Man. Good. So Robert right. Downey Jr. Good. That's their, that's their thought process. And it's like this conveyor vert of, of 21 year olds that throw themselves at Leonardo DiCaprio think he's Jack from Titanic and he's going to give you like the wooden plank to survive at the end. He's not, uh, like he, he's gonna sell you down the river the second your brain develops. So the you real know? question, 
the real question is, Dane, is would Leonardo, would, would Jack have survived if he had just gotten on the on the bed frame? There was the door a frame. I mean, there was probably there was another room. one. He should have looked, you know. He shouldn't have given up as easily, is what yeah. I think. But I, I just posted a meme yesterday. It's, it's when it says, absolutely no one. And it says, the old lady from Titanic. Like, like, let me tell you the story about this poor guy that I fucked on a cruise. No, yeah, I hate Rose. <laughs> Dude, like, I... I'm so glad we the three of us agree because she's like, a floozy. I was like an eight year old that's like, like so she can't get over like a booty call of the past where she like and selfishly killed him. Her fiance was way better than Jack, so I mean he seemed like kind of an ass. Yeah. No, I mean he was an upstanding person. I mean he had a job. Is that if that's what you're talking about? But I, I need to rewatch this so I can really form my opinions. Pop culture like, crisis. Watch us. I'm Titanic. not over it. <laughs> Titanic edition, please. Yeah. She was such a floozy. That's a good one. The uh, my favorite was uh, was the other one that I saw the other day. It's like it was like. I was talking to friends like so she just posed naked for Jack. It's like yeah. today it would be like uh, it'd be like photograph me like one of your OnlyFans girls. Yeah, that's that would literally be literally equivalent. Yeah, that would be the modern day retelling of, of Jack and Rose. So, well, just that <laughs> was a bit of an aside. Uh, <laughs> Riff gang at it again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of an aside, but uh, I I think that was a good one. <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to to poor poor Jack, poor Jack just got screwed on that deal. Agreed. <laughs> All right. All right, uh, British network ITV appears to censor cute outfit joke from first Spider-Man movie by Sam Raimi. Um, this is, uh, remember yesterday we talked about censorship, Mary, and I said this is why I don't trust the government to censor anything because F them, and this is just a really funny take on it. Uh, what? No? Censoring the I mean, You don't have to trust tepid. the agencies who are, are, who are censoring things. I'm just saying you could come up with worse reasons to ban something than lgbt then then there are worse reasons you could come up with right okay so it says (laughs) uh, a new video making the rounds across social media appears to show the british television network itv has edited out the cute outfit quip made by the wall crawler from the broadcast of Sam Raimi's first Spider-Man film. Uh, in the original version of the scene, uh, as seen in both the original and home video releases of the movie, the famed quip uh, in question can be heard uttered by a young Peter Parker to professional wrestler Bonesaw, who was portrayed by the macho man Randy Savage, by the way, uh, during their famous uh, cinematic cage match, fight, cage match fight, bewildered by his opponent's physics-defying wall cling, a confused Bonesaw loudly questions, what are you doing up there? To which Peter replies, staying away from you. Here's uh, These are the moments that confirm that the woke are actually the bigots. Yeah. He, here's a perfect example. So here's Peter Parker. He's on top of the cage. Macho man Randy Savage, not a feminine looking person. Am I right? Or mm-hmm. like any consensus on this one? Does he look like a not woman? Not effeminate. No. Okay. Got it. So the joke is... This macho guy is getting his ass kicked by a scrawny looking dude. Mm -hmm. And the juxtaposition is like, hey, your silly little wrestling outfit is cute. Nothing at all to do with sexuality or communities that identify themselves with sexuality, if you know what I mean. It comes in here. It does. No, because the line says, he says, that's a cute outfit. Did your husband give it to you? Oh, that's pretty funny. Um, and, and it's the most tame Spider-Man-esque tepid, tepid line. In 2002. In 2002, that would have been the, the tamest of the tame jokes yeah. you could possibly make. Uh, even today. Even, that's the- 
that. My favorite here is like one person says another. Uh, uh, so it says uh, they they go about like the, all the criticisms people have for this. They say uh, numerous people agreed with the edit with one writing when the punchline is gay marriage. It's not really a good punchline. That does not mean that it should be edited. It just means that it's a bad joke in my opinion. Another said I'm glad they changed it, but they could have at least changed the line to Did your mom pick it out for you? Well, what if he doesn't have a mom? Well, that's sexist huh? then. That's it. No, because that's sexist. Then <laughs> you're he's... implying that this is a woman's role to pick the outfit. I think this is rather progressive. Yeah. He was like, oh, I'm just assuming you, you may potentially be gay married and your husband, you know, <laughs> got a dress for you. So, so uh, like, what, what does everything have to be always well, given wait, the most negative? What did they edit it to? They didn't. They just took the line out. Great. Well, he just says nothing. He says nothing. That's uh, so awkward. They just stare at each his other. Dad can't, his dad can't pick out his outfit for him, so this guy is wrong too, as far as I'm concerned. He says, however, others felt the network missed the point, claiming the intention of Peter's joke was to roast Bonesaw's toxic masculinity. Maybe, right? Well, my guess is that if you're a professional wrestler, a little bit of toxic masculinity is required. I'm just, mm. just saying. By the way, I have, I have a, a deep soft spot for, for professional wrestling still to this day. Even yeah. though I, I don't have the heart to watch it anymore. Triple H. I they just he had the to greatest. Re- he had to retire. He, I know. he had to. Uh, he was gonna die. He had to defibrillate. <laughs> or he had to have. Uh, he had to have like a pacemaker put in. It's, it's a bummer. Uh, says everyone can't seem to understand that Spider-Man says this because Bonesaw is very clearly a big burly macho man, alpha male kind of guy. Said one. Another wrote, if anything, the wrestler's reaction is the homophobic part because everything in the world is uh, is homophobic. Everything. Um, so says uh, McGuire made a cameo in the Multiverse of Madness, and they just talk about. So I just uh, is this really something where like you think of every uh, movie you've ever seen, right? Uh, there is going to be at least one joke, most likely, that will offend someone. You, we made a perfect example of that here. It's like you can change anything around and make it offensive to someone. Right. Uh, so where do, what do you do from that? Are we going to be just like, uh, should we all be getting on the ground floor of jobs as movie censors because we're going to be employable forever? How about taking on the chin and move on? Yeah. Like, what is wrong with just taking a joke that you find off color, just saying, eh, I didn't find it funny, and just moving on? Like... St- 35% of the jokes made here are at my expense and I find them delightful. <laughs> What's your what is your favorite joke made against you? Um, I think, that you can that you that you feel comfortable sharing on I it. think bullying is a classic one. Oh my my okay. Yeah. Uh I I I make bully. jokes about Dane for the way he says bully. Uh, but in all fairness, I'm from Minnesota, so people make fun of uh, stuff <laughs> I or say that uh, I don't talk like a Minnesotan. So, but in general, like just you know, just accept it as a joke and kind of move on from there. Imagine. I, I think know? there's uh, I think there's much to do about nothing on this. So it says uh, it says uh, speaking about the duo, screenwriter Eric Summers uh, uh, told the Hollywood Reporter that he that they had thoughts and that it was really interesting and helpful seeing them uh, to see their thoughts. No one knows the character as well or gives as much to the character as some. Someone who is uh, who has to then embody it and sell it. It def- uh, it definitely shaped what we did. Chris McKenna, another screenwriter, said there's a crucial moral movement that uh, they help him. They're talking about um, Tom Holland was helped by uh, the two other Spider Men in that movie. So it's like this is very much like a Streisand effect where they're just drawing more attention to the line than there ever would have been in a million years. Nobody would have cared because of how tepid it is. Because. Yeah. Like like censoring it just makes more people listen to the uncensored version because uh, it's, of their curiosity about it. You're drawing more attention than you're turning away. No one was even making a fuss about this line the, I, that I saw at, no. at all. Nope. 
there was like three people that they had like maybe uh, maybe three and they were all bots anyway yes. we know that dead internet right <laughs> dead internet theory is real um uh i i i think of like uh like editing uh donald trump out of home alone 2 which they did yeah, like, uh on the on tv version that's another thing like with streaming uh, if, like if you're anti-censorship, <laughs> streaming is the perfect opportunity to censor whatever you want, anywhere you want, anytime, because nobody has a physical copy of any of the media today. I every time one of these things comes up, I I, I rail on the. I was like, buy physical media, buy the actual DVD version of whatever movie you're gonna need it eventually. <laughs> because I really do think this is what's gonna happen. It's like okay, so the, if it's something you've seen a bunch of times, you'll be able to spot it right away, like the things that have been changed. But imagine like ten years go by and you're watching something, right? And you're like, you kind of thought you remembered it one They're way. Doing it under your nose. Yeah, it's kind of just drive people crazy a little bit. That that's what I think is gonna happen. Is people are gonna be yeah. watching a movie. That they haven't seen in ten in five years, and they're gonna be like, huh. I have a good memory. I that's not <laughs> yeah. what happened here, right? And then they're gonna have to start going and looking to fight figure out whether there was an edit there. And if there's no proof, you know, they'll have to find articles written, or they're gonna have to find some way to confirm that that's what happened, or they're gonna feel like they're losing their mind. Yeah, like a possibility even is like changing the appearance of actors, just like we were talking about, uh, like Natalie Portman's. CGI biceps. Dude, is, <laughs> like, I don't think they're CGI biceps. I mean, I mean, even like, but it's a possibility. Yep. Like, don't real rule it out that you know nothing is real. I anymore. think this is all just a testament about the vibes changing. Like, I tell you, they gotta go back to 2002 and hmm. get you know just to get their fix, they need to go back to 2002 Spider Man and get away, get rid of a tepid line. It can't be that like everyone has just course corrected themselves so much that no one's giving spicy takes anymore that and this is all they can have and this is all they'll do from now on or it's gotta be that <clears throat> the the only people that are that are professionally retroactively offended anymore uh, either they're not as good as they used to be or they simply don't have enough anymore i wonder if the isn't it enough to just change our behavior in the present and not need to go back and censor and change what hap what's already happened isn't growth as a people growth as a community growth as individuals and how we treat other people is that not enough why do we have to go back and retroactively change and make it inauthentic it is no longer a hundred percent of what it was what it represented in 2002 <laughs> the mistakes that we see in that movie whatever your opinion on it is on that but joke there was there was no mistake there was nothing to grow from or to correct so that's why the whole thing is inauthentic yeah it's not like he's it, punching down from you jump. know it's a it's like yeah. in the context of the art that was happening yes. it's a kid that's all about to get his ass beat by like a huge grown-ass man and he just swagged on him mm -hmm. so within the context of the people and the moment you know pretty solid like shit line you know <laughs> but it's like like now we have to see how this affects like someone across like the pond, you know, and their fifis. It's ridiculous. What what I meant was like, okay, so we have gotten to a place in culture where we have grown as individuals, where we don't uh, have we. Is that where we added in culture? The idea would be that we that's, have. That's if, the theory. It's if we're true. under the assumption we've that we have, like babies. 
if we're under the assumption that we have uh, and that the average person is, if we're giving them the benefit of the doubt, more polite, more understanding of other people's, uh, who they are and what they, and what they believe in the world, right? Okay. If, if we take that as a, a fact, I'm not saying okay, that it is, yeah. I'm saying if we do, yeah. then wouldn't getting there, wouldn't all of these lines, whatever we think of a line like this, but the, all of the uh, awful lines in movies that were allowed and are now seen as wrong, don't they equal up to w help get where we went and where we've grown to. Mm. So censoring it takes away it, from that growth. Yeah, it's the rewriting of the past that is like the major tell. Yes. For the fact that like this current campaign is nefarious in it, nature. Exactly. It's inauthentic and it, and it discounts all of the growth that has it. If you are to make the assumption that that growth has happened, it discounts all that growth uh -huh. by taking it away in the past and making it irrelevant that's yeah. why one of my the favorite things you've ever told me is that actually making fun of people and having friends who make fun of you is actually a very high iq because it you need he said as a as a, the basis of trust yeah. that's what but that's the point it's like you need a certain amount of intellect to recognize this was your friend making light of something yeah. that's not as bad as you think it is for the sake of levity and humor but these people are incapable of it because clearly they don't have the intellect to like make that recognition that like not every slight is literal. Uh, that's and I think that might even be a little bit um, generous. I, the idea would be that they are that intelligent, but they just want authoritarian control and to be able to change what is and what isn't seen, which is more nefarious that uh, they do understand that it wasn't meant uh, to harm anyone. They do understand uh, mm -hmm. that the effect is negligible, but they just want to control and transform the past to equal out to what they believe the current world is. Uh, and that's almost worse to me. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, and, and this will continue to happen, especially like Mary said, with streaming, these changes, we saw that with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, when they made edits for violence, they did the same thing with, um, th this is a very common occurrence now, especially with Disney uh, migrating over like their their net the shows that were originally on Netflix over there. A bunch of those shows are getting uh, decency edits, basically, which they then get caught making the edit. And they, what did they say? They're like, "Oh, Oops, it was an accident. It was a mistake." Uh, an editor m magically fell on his keyboard and removed Whoa. that scene, and then he magically sent that to yeah. a guy in the server room who accidentally fell on his computer and changed the file that's right. on the s on mm -hmm. the service. Totally an accident. We're sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the corporatized um, world where everything is risk analysis. That is the world we live in, which is where the inherent problems are with mass-produced art. That it's risk analysis, and they're not like decent enough to admit that that's what they're doing. So yeah. it's like, well, like the best case scenario is they're thinking we're thinking like twenty years ahead to what people are going to get mad about. But then the worst case is that this is just like a like calculated project to like mentally fatigue us i mean 20 years in the future we're all gonna be nuked and like none of this is relevant <laughs> yeah well we'll, we'll see where that conversation for Too another real? day <laughs> uh, i just i see it as extremely authority like I, I see it as a weird form of social control that they love to exert over other people that i just take great issue with so all right podluck 
and we've got uh, a bunch of stuff for Podluck today. So we're going to talk about uh, the Flash not getting uh, Barry Allen is still alive. He's not choke slamming anyone in Hawaii right now, as far as I know. I haven't talked to Ezra Miller today, but if I had, I would ask him if he had choke slammed anyone in Hawaii. <laughs> so we've got news uh, with his upcoming Flash movie. We've got news regarding Megan Thee Stallion and a very interesting story regarding uh, the shooting with Tory Lanez back in 2020. And we've got uh, was it is it Chris Jenner? Chris, Chris Jenner. Jenner. Was called out for being entitled and rude. Yes. So, okay. So, the Flash movie is rumored to bring back deceased superheroes, which creeped me the heck out at first until uh, I, I learned how they were going to do it. But this really does tell me, like, between that having Michael Keaton, they don't have any faith that Ezra Miller can uh, carry this movie on his own because this movie is not uh, something that he can beat up. So he's not, I don't know. He's good at that. I don't know if he's any good at this. So it says yes, he's just running from his problems. But uh, don't, that's that. uh, the rumor mill is swirling with some buzz that the past superhero actors might be brought back in the flash per TMZ. The latest rumor about DCU's highest profile superhero movie is that Superman star, Christopher Reeve Reeve and Batman star, Adam West will be making posthumous posthumous. Posthumous? Posthumous. I always forget how to say that. Posthumous. Uh, posthumous. There we go. Posthumous. Uh, appearances. You're a posthumous. Uh, thank you. Okay. Uh, in the film, uh, it is uh, it is best to take these rumors with a grain of salt, with no official confirmation at this time. But it does seem plausible, given how Warner Brothers and DC are under a lot of pressure to have their version of the multiverse keep up with Marvel, which is what they shouldn't be doing, because as we've learned, that copying Marvel is not a is not a recipe for success. You should be doing your own thing and focusing on you, not on your uh, quote unquote competition. They shouldn't be seen that way. They should be seen as people in the same area, not necessarily uh, competing forces. Uh, this isn't to say that fans should expect to see Reeves, Superman, or West Batman interacting with Ezra's titular superhero. The rumor is that they would only be brief, appearing briefly as the Flash is skipping through different universes. It would, have made, it would have made sense that no less than two different Batman actors are already confirmed to appear in the film. So they're stacking this movie with as many like notable celebrities as they can because they're afraid of Ezra Miller just not having the star power and obviously at this point now I hate this the controversy the the he's got the the bad press working against him uh he's not uh, he's not in line to really carry this movie on his own I'm so sick of nostalgia films I'm so like the Irishman is the biggest heap of shit I've ever seen the, like I, I I Hollywood needs to stop trolling out it's like geriatric actors <laughs> and pretend they're badass that movie was pathetic it was a bunch of old guys literally like Every step they take, they're closer to death. Yeah, and it's visible. And I gotta pretend this guy's got a monster's gonna kick my ass. I'd slap him, silly. Yep, silly. <laughs> and then now they want to do this, like member berries with Superman and Batman as well. Like, dude, just like get a decent actor and be done with this. It's also right. annoying that they're gonna bring back Reeves. Uh, you know who I love that uh, that iteration of Superman. But when you have Henry Cavill just waiting there, Listen. wanting to work. I'm for the generational like battle to continue. Like boomers need to leave professions. Give it to me. <laughs> Give it to us, dude. I've been working in social media for 10 years. 10 years. Every time I talk to the kiddies here, they teach me something about social media that I didn't know that that I that I am applying and now we're doing radically better. Every single industry needs to learn from this. Your time has passed. That is why media sucks. Move on. Well, they're not even talking Move about on. using those actors. They're just talking about using archival footage. I know. 
they want to do it so bad they're gonna use archival footage of dead people mm-hmm. to like the zombie right they gotta resurrect a zombie to sell the this movie it could be worse they could be doing deep fakes which is arguably worse so they will no they, they say that they're not going to do that here eventually this will. one uh well that's what i'm saying like all of these like think about the amount of uh old actors that are going to keep getting work because they can just de-age them now they're like i don't need to hire uh, a less bankable star if i can uh if i can trot out robert de niro and de-age him by 30 years is there just a shortage of younger actors uh, uh, good ones I mean <laughs> no 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 uh, arguably what we talked about is that gener- remember earlier we talked about celebrity worship and whether there's there is a there is a shortage of stars with the same name recognition that those types sure, of but actors have how do you have. think that the previous ones got their name recognition but, but there's they, like two young stars now is Zendaya and Tom like beyond that like I don't really know of anyone the, uh, the sure idea is that others. I'm sure there are but can you name them <laughs> no right so there aren't <laughs> It's not that there aren't. It's that there's just so many actors now, and you have access to so many people from so oh, many you mediums. Think it's oversaturated. It's oversaturated. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the, there's way too many people in these industries uh, that you kind of get to. We, we were talking about um, Ansel Elgort, who's like came under fire for the uh, allegations against him. Mm-hmm. And somebody's like, I had one person say, "Who the hell is Ansel Elgort?" And another person say, "Oh, the dude from Baby Driver." Like it's just there's so much media out there that there back He's then. He's pretty big. He was in the Fault in Our Stars too. How yes. did I not know? Um, because also, podcasters are S tier now and actors are C tier. Exactly. <laughs> it's true. It is true. It's true. But back then, also remember that there's just so much media coming out now that they need more actors. Back when a Robert De Niro or an Al Pacino was in their heyday, only a certain amount of big Hollywood movies came out a year. You mm-hmm. weren't getting uh, a large cast of really well received uh, lower tier media, meaning like there was television shows on your basic networks and, <laughs> and cable if you could afford. HBO but in general those stars were the top were the cream of the crop because they were uh, the only ones getting that type of recognition now whether it's social media YouTube movies streaming there's so many ways that you can become known that it's just too saturated to really have that level of star mm-hmm. you you're kind of right about Tom Holland I would say Robert Downey Jr. is still up there too for different reasons Zendaya is a new age person who is who is on that level I, I think just, Tom Holland like are young people just worse at acting? No. No, they're no, incredible. I... And let me tell you why. Tom Holland is quite clearly a perfectly constructed product. This is not a person. This kid, a British accent, perfectly gentleman-like, has all the right opinions. <laughs> this is a this this kid is a fabrication. And that is like what he gets all the roles and, and that he gets. Well, is he a People, studio fabrication or is he just a product of modern of the both. homogeneity of modern society? <laughs> both. People are sick of disingenuousness. I would agree with that. People are sick of it. That's why women love Jason Momoa. Because <laughs> he's a big, good-looking stud that looks like he can kick your boyfriend's ass. Mm-hmm. And that's why they love him. You know, and he talks like a surfer and he talks like a surfer and he's like, he's dumb and passable. And so he is genuinely that. And that is generally what he plays. Perfection. Perfection. DiCaprio, a a guy who I think is a genuinely good actor, is always playing like the classy roles. You know, there's just a little bit more to him that meets the eye. Mm -hmm. He is, he has that angle, but that angle by the day is clearly understood to be like carefully constructed yeah right so people are sick of disingenuous Mm -hmm. and 
the reason why they we gotta revive corpses is because these corpses have at least the musk of genuineness that no one has now yeah besides podcasters because they speak in long form unedited for hours yeah what seems to be unedited so unedited that was a hard word to say sorry to, to me this is one of the things I, I think you're right about that is it's that the the disingenuousness uh, of, of, it. of it is um palpable but it's also a, a product of the time <laughs> they live in where you're under constant scrutiny all the time it used to be that an actor was under scrutiny from the studio if he said something bad during an interview where realistically they could nix a question if they didn't want to answer it anyways because it's not like it's live to tv uh and when they went out into public they would you would hope that they weren't wouldn't run over a paparazzi photographer with their car and that was the extent of their criticism maybe if they got divorced right now uh as world events happen these people are expected to have perfect opinions on literally everything within seconds within no. seconds that now if, you, if you're silent that's that's a crime too i don't have that expectation of anyone but they do but society mm -hmm. does the society or is it because like someone began the larping and they did it pretty successfully and everyone's like i want that grift i think that's what's happening people don't know who they are they don't know what they stand for at all and to the 90 percent of people who are like that they just embody the latest script and so now as i'm saying the vibe has shift the vibe is going to the other side now you gotta be paying attention of how the culture the counterculture is start uh, is gonna start to get this deep disingenuous people like pierce morgan yeah you're gonna you're gonna get the people who will claim that they were always on the side of oh my always god on the side of things and it'll be it'll be plainly obvious to uh, everyone who actually was part of that movement i hope but, you kept receipts uh, yeah exactly so all right megan the stallion <laughs> Uh, feared police after allegedly after alleged Tory Lane shooting. Uh, we're about to die, she says. So what happened was, if you guys don't remember, um, Tory Lanez uh basically shot at her uh, outside. Should we should I just recap the story for Please. people? Okay, so it, it, they talk about it in the front of this. It says uh, uh, Lanez, whose legal name uh is Daystar uh, Daystar Peterson, was charged in 2020 with the shooting uh was shooting Megan Thee Stallion in the in the feet outside of a party in Hollywood Hills that July. The felony assault case is ongoing, and he was briefly jailed earlier this month after a judge said that he violated a protective order. The incident began as an argument because I was ready to go and everybody else wasn't ready to go, Megan Thee Stallion told King. Uh, but that's like normal friend stuff. We fuss about silly stuff all the time. Speaking through tears, she said, but I never put my hands on anybody. I never raised my voice too loud. Like this was one of them times where I was like, where it was like, I shouldn't have got this crazy. Uh, the rapper said she got out of the car and everything happened so fast. She suddenly heard a man screaming dance followed by an expletive directed toward her. Uh, and then he started shooting and I'm just like, Oh God, she recalled. He shot a couple times. I was so scared. I didn't even want to move. I didn't want to move too quick. I'm like, Oh God, if I take a wrong step, I don't know if I can, uh, if he can shoot me something that's super important. Uh, shoot me something that's in that's Somewhere can shoot important. something that's super important. So some part of her body yeah. that's super important. Uh, I don't know if he could shoot me and kill me. Uh, King asked Megan Thee Stallion if she was afraid for your life at the time. I was really scared because I'd never been shot at before. She replied, choking up. Uh, uh, she, uh, she said that Lanes offered her money in exchange for her silence in the aftermath, but police had already arrived uh, on the scene. Quote, so many of them, including helicopters, and the rapper's first thought was, we're about to die. So she gets shot at, 
by Tory Lanez, who, by the way, makes fantastic music, uh, shooting at people aside. Um, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> separate, separate the, art from art the artist. artist. Yes, yeah. that's, that's what I'm saying. Is you got if you got to do it, you know, we right? do here. Uh, it's like I, I didn't hire him for uh, to to go as a professional <laughs> shooter. It says uh, including helicopters and the rapper's fir- first thought was we're about to die. Uh, it says uh, the George Floyd incident had just happened and police were very much shoot first and ask questions after. I don't know if that's actually. Uh, yeah, that's totally what the vibe was, right? Uh, I don't know if that's if that's true. She, <laughs> I've been shot. She said. She said, uh, "I've been shot, and they're about to kill somebody. Something bad is about to happen." Uh, so the police uh, come to rescue you, theoretically, right? Because yeah. she's from the person who just shot from you. From the person who just shot you, uh, and she's and look, look. I have no love for the state. I have no, uh, I do not believe that you should just implicitly trust police because of uh, uh, some appeal to authority. I believe that this is the product of corporate media and a narrative that's been spin that is, uh, makes somebody so scared that she's less scared of the guy who just literally tried to shoot her than people who are there to help her. This is the most insane part. I didn't want them to kill any of us or shoot any of us, so I just said I stepped on glass. Yep. Literally protecting the dangerous criminal who threatened your life. So what do you guys think of this? Like, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. When I read this, I was like... Uh, For some reason... For some mysterious reason, I was just trying to protect all of us. All of us. Yes. Listen. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I read this and I said, it feels like I'm taking crazy pills. God help me. He said, dance, beep. Yep. Before he started shooting the ground at her feet. Yeah. I, I wanna, and he's. Anyone want to get a guess on what the beat was? I don't think so, right? Okay. Listen. This is going to be the. 7,000th time I said on the podcast. This isn't her opinion. This is a public relations person speaking for her. Really? Yes. You don't believe... Wasn't this a recorded interview? This, she, cor- I mean, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, maybe she, it was planned what she was going to say. These people don't go anywhere without having a call first from their publicist. Wouldn't especially it have today. been more advantageous to say this at the time? Did it, it didn't she? This is no. Uh, this is the first an old incident, used. but a new interview about it. But the, when the incident was happening, that's when you know it would have been advantageous to talk about these issues more so. I mean, in our culture, it is advantageous to talk about this at any yeah. moment. Yep. I, but I just, why wait? Why did she wait? I mean, probably because she got shocked that it was shot that it was kind of like traumatic, and maybe some real stuff would have gone in then. It's like these people are infinitely predictable. No, she didn't say that. She she said. I mean, uh, it was all but said. Um. So uh, I do find it funny that he offered her money. Uh. She offered food money. Uh. It says he offered her money to stay quiet before the cops got there. Yeah. So so this happens. I I read this story, and I just my only opinion is uh, is that I it feels like I'm taking crazy pills. It is. Why did he even do that if he didn't want to? face consequences like i i, I just, just don't understand the brain of somebody who, who does i just like don't that. understand the brain like i don't think and i don't think she went there i don't think she went at like being shot at seeing the police and be like they're gonna kill me so i'm giving her the benefit of the doubt because this is such a typical narrative that mm-hmm. i'm like this is just a publicist 
redirecting something and blaming it on the man, the blah, the bis, the bad, the whatever, the whatever the the day's villain is. Now, here's the other funny part. She th this is a narrative that's been spun twice because what she did is she wrote a, an op-ed uh, ahead of uh, the trial where she talks about how she uh, was the victim of violence at the hands of a man. Uh, right. So this is, it's like, uh, I can spin it into nine different right. uh, to narratives that will all benefit my career. Perfect. But here's what I'm saying. This is why it's a publicist. Mm -hmm. So first take, man, not specific enough. Yes. Right? Because that can lead to the question, hey, what man? Yeah. Oops. Law enforcement. Can't say that. Can't say what actually happened. So it's time to remarket this. You know, I had this really terrible experience and I was feeling rather unsafe, but, you know, but then the cops came. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then is when me and my community felt unsafe. Yep. So it's really, it really does feel like they took the first Your stab community of millionaires. Yeah. It really does feel like, like they took the first stab at packaging it and then did yeah. it again. Uh, yeah, which, rebrand. Which, which makes me like, uh, if you wonder why I'm so cynical sometimes, it's like that's what this all feels like to me. No, there, you talk about disingenuous. None of it feels genuine to me. Because a lot of it isn't. Yeah. It's not. Like, I, it's, dude, like this is PR people. The whole social media is PR people referencing PR people responding through PR with people as their pieces you know the chess the, the chessboard doesn't move itself you need a person to move it mm -hmm. we're just the pawns to like whatever like public relations whims are so is her is her lying uh about what happened to the cops does that make her uh complicit in her own it, oh, assault is that a criminal offense no, no you I, can lie you can lie to the cops right you just can't lie to the fbi uh i don't think you're allowed to lie to law enforcement um maybe it's just a federal agent i, I don't know, know. but uh, but, the, but the reason i say this I think is on because, their oath? uh she's not under oath so. that's what i'm saying um making a false statement to the police is a crime uh, but the point is, is that, uh, what I'm saying is here is she said that people asked her, they debated whether I played a role in my own violent assault in the people's questioning, whether she played a role in her own violent assault, uh, proves that her fears about talking about this were warranted, but did by lying to the cops about what happened saying that she stepped on glass. Does that make her, I I'm actually asking this question. Does that make her complicit in her own assault? Yes. Okay. This yeah. because She's protecting the right, assailant. Her community. Yeah. Or what in terms of public relations is seen as her community. Her original statement was not vague enough because she tried to make it a woman versus man thing, but then the clarifying question got asked. Thus, the conversation needs to be removed. Who's another convenient villain? Police officers. Perfection. After a lot of self-reflection on that incident, and what Dane would inquire as being, as after a lot of uh, discussion with my publicist team, with my All team right. of publicists, uh, I have perfection. I have I have realized that violence against women is not always connected to being in a relationship. Uh, she she added. Instead, it happens because too many men treat all women as objects, which helps them justify inflicting abuse against us when we choose to exercise our own free will. My original framing. Yes. Being once again brought up, this is men versus women. Again, but one layer of abstraction, clarifying question. I was sure was made because we actually know the guy. Mm. And we know he did it. Mm -hmm. And thus... It'd be different if it was just some random. Obviously. So now, 
since we got a wokeify, we have to slightly reframe the conversation. So what do we do in this case? Do we just uh, like... That's what I'm thinking. Like, what do you expect me to do with this information? Nothing. We do nothing with it. I don't know. It's just psychological torture. At we this do nothing point. with it. Yep, and that's like, what it feels like. You don't care, like, like <laughs> if your assailant is like perfectly gone off. I don't either. Yeah. Well, and that's then, what we do. And then, to a, a lot of people with this within this line of thinking, the the logic is that by not uh, like by not speaking up, uh, doesn't she put future people in danger? If he, if whoever it is has a history of violence, aren't other people in danger by us not speaking up? Right. So uh, I don't know where to go with it. Like, I literally just, it doesn't feel like, what am I supposed to do with it? It's just everything is narrative, 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 yeah. narrative. Everything is uh, uh, framing something as one person good and one person bad. Right. There's never allowed to be any nuance. There's never allowed to be any type of compassion for another party. It's always one guy is good, one guy is evil, and I'm sick of it. And here, and here's too. again why I insist this is a publicist. When someone tells a story about themselves, they do it in the way of which they choose to be framed. Oh, they best they they you will always portray yourself the best when you frame your own story about right. what happened. Yeah, and but this isn't that. No. This is the typical narrative. This is one of the typical narratives in our society. So that is either her own, you know, intellect in like I just want to reframe this conversation into to, to something normy positive, or what it is the remarketing of it yep and that's uh that's it this is we are in the modern day we have turned um grievance and victimhood into a not just a business but a thriving and very very profitable business uh and hollywood is at the forefront of that and it's uh it's disgusting it's a business it's a defense mechanism it's a narrative establisher it's anything you want it to be yep and you don't have to exist you don't have to be a person there is an archetype person that's designed for you and you can just read the script and go through your life thinking that you're living. Where do we go from here? What do we do to change it? We celebrate white boy summer. <laughs> Perfect. That's actually the solution like that, for real. Yeah. It's to have a moment of silly levity that's completely against the uh, popular culture. Yep. And that's maybe that's all you because like this sometimes that's the what, most mentally taxing episode that's why i love it you know i no. i think sometimes and I, I i not to get too personal or weird this sometimes when i'm when i'm compiling these shows because these are things that i do think are important to talk about i want to talk yeah. about i wouldn't do this show mm -hmm. uh, or talk about these things if they didn't feel as if there was something some type of answer uh even if it's just an answer for myself and the people who watch uh whether they hate what i have to say or what you guys have to say or they love what we have to say uh, it's almost a byproduct, but it's like, I feel like these conversations are important to have, but sometimes I'm just like, at what cost? At what cost does constantly like talking about this stuff not become too much for us? Listen, but like we are blessed to have an audience, right? And I am blessed to have my professional experience as a marketing and advertisement professional. Ten years in the field. I've worked in political campaigns. I've worked for major multinational companies and I've also represented like popular figures all across the world. Right? So I know when something stinks of a 24 year old marketing girl writing a script. Yeah. Because I've been that I've worked in that for years. You've been a 24 year old. I have been girl. the 24 year old yeah. marketing girl, girl writing a script. Okay. You know, I have, I don't, ha ha funny. I'm not hubba, a hubba. Right. But like, 
it it is what it is. I just seen it. I I, I know that 70 percent of the Twitter discourse is guys like me and girls like you who they pay to fight against each other. Yeah. Like they told us what to fight about. It's like Dane, tell Mary this, this line. And it's like, Mary, tell Dane this. It's like we're not even. We're proxies for a war that's not happening. Yeah. Do you so, think that like the curtain is being drawn back now and people are starting to realize that everything is fake or no? Here's what's happening. The curtain is being drawn back as the new curtain is being set in place. So how do magicians work? Magicians work through sleight of hand. Right now we're seeing the curtain open and we're like, whoa, isn't this crazy? But upstairs where all the action's happening, the actual new curtain's being pulled in. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happening. Well, I, I don't know where it goes from so here. So there's no hope, basically. Yeah. There is hope, but it's like, <laughs> it's like the people that are constantly vigilant and skeptic must remain constantly vigilant and skeptic. Well, I guess that's why and we're And that here. is what it is. Normies, sorry, you're destined to your fate of being absolutely freaking <laughs> pathetic. And that is what it is. Recognize yourself, love yourself, love your individuality. Go for something unique. That is the, your salvation through this culture. Nothing else. There are days where I miss it or I miss being ignorant of, of like just how uh, corrupt, the, whether it's the media, whether it's just how much of the world we're, we're uh, given every day that's shaped in the form of narrative discussion because all of our information comes through social media or some type of media produced entity, which is not the same thing as inter, you know, person to person contact or inter, you know, actually talking to someone in the real world. Uh, or, or whether it's what you know about the corporate media, all those things. I miss being blissfully ignorant of, of the way the world worked because it was just simpler. I mean, I was, I, I would argue that I was almost m probably more self-destructive at that time because, uh, I, I don't know if that's a byproduct of that environment, but like there are times like I said, when we're looking at this stuff and I'm just like, oh, really being uniquely and thoroughly yourself is the only salvation through our culture of vapid emptiness. It is the only way. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's it's interesting. You think that the happenings of the internet are like between PR script to PR script, but then Shane was saying no, Mary. It's bot to bot. I know for a fact that but I know for a fact that bots? when there people, there are the combination of bots and people who literally pay their bills by marketing firms hiring them to be trolls and they're given scripts every day mm -hmm. they're being they're given scripts every day of what they're allowed to fight about and fight against and there used to be telltale signs of this where you would see the twitter account and you were like made in made in 2008 two days ago and joe it's schmo 32 right so like um, joe schmo. lover of x.com <laughs> Warrior for blah.com. You've seen a blah blah fan, whatever. Yeah. We've seen a bunch of it. Now they're more sophisticated and the accounts, you know, they're, they're a bit older and thus more convincing. And they know that they have to curate their feeds and they're going to automate it. We are in the age where authenticity is the capital because they're going to be able to fake anything and everything about us. So that's why you have to be authentic. So people get the vibe of who you are. If some in someday tomorrow, a deep fake of Dane Font came out and I was like, you know, guys, I think we just need to talk about our Fifi's and like the experience of, I don't know, 
your favorite minority actor across mm -hmm. uh, Hollywood, mm -hmm. you'd know that that's probably not me. However, if you got that same thing from Sandra Bullock and it wasn't her, you'd be none the wiser. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's why you got to be yourself at all times. Everything else is just an ever-shrinking, like, Russian matryoshka doll. There you go. Essentially, yeah, yep. of yourself. It's never ending. You never get to the bottom of it. Never-ending layers of lies. That's what it is. So let's finish the day on a brighter note, shall we? <laughs> let's try. Chris, yes. Chris Jenner is facing backlash for being rude to her driver, and the article says, and I agree with the criticism, TBH. Uh, so... <laughs> I, I refuse to say to be honest. Uh, so you'd rather say TBH. Uh, I would rather not say either of them. Chloe Chick. I would rather her was I would... a plus 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 plus. <laughs> um, uh, what I think is funny about this is is the first part. It says I don't know about y'all, but one of the biggest pet peeves is when famous and rich people are rude. Like it costs zero dollars and zero cents to be polite. I can't believe that someone at BuzzFeed is like paid fifty k a year to do to this. Do this. <laughs> I get annoyed when people who are of any tax bracket are rude to each other because it takes zero dollars and zero cents to be. Uh, I when I read this, I read this as like it's okay to punch up. So if she wanted to be rude to someone, that's okay because she's not rich like the Kardashians. That always reeks of envy to me. Okay. Well, they, I guess their point is just that like Chris has some delusion that she can be rude to someone of a lower class than than her. Do we also not give the, somebody the benefit of the doubt that maybe if like this something like this hasn't come out before that this is not their normal behavior they're having like that that was me I was the sucker when I worked back in the day at like my earlier jobs in retail yeah they're probably just having a bad day yeah that might be true for some of them some of them might just be assholes but I always gave them the benefit of the doubt because it hurt my soul too much not to it's too against who I am to not give people the benefit <clears throat> of the doubt most of the time mm -hmm. right so i think it, the biggest show of character is people how they deal with animals children and people at service industries yes because it is three demographics of individuals that where the power relationship is deeply skewed in your favor yes and when given power even if it's minute and temporary how do you react Yep. Is this is this a person that like shuns waiters and like oh, my order my mm. fritatas I need them now? <laughs> like I don't think that person is the, a moral paragon if they do that. So it's a, they they talk about how that they, they were visiting Chloe in New York. Uh, they were visiting to support Kim's uh, upcoming Saturday Night Live appearance. Uh, and Chris <laughs> tells Chloe she needs to get to end her call with her daughter. Uh, true, she then asks the driver to get out of the car because they needed to have a private conversation. Uh, <laughs> Sir, can I ask you to leave us alone for five minutes, she said, which is like, okay, not the rudest, but a little weird phrasing. So this is one of those things. I'm always very hyper aware of like how things are phrased, but I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt. Like I would have phrased it differently, but that I'm also more timid oh. it sounds like something she would be saying if the guy was like bothering them a little bit but he literally yeah. was just sitting there in silence not doing anything She's, like can you leave us alone for five minutes yep. however once the <laughs> in his car yeah you know <laughs> no i can't anyway <laughs> however once the driver stepped out chris said is his window rolled up chloe said yes but the trunk is open she immediately yelled close the trunk to the driver <laughs> in a loud voice not a please or a thank you to be found if that was me i would have felt like like there have been like only a few times in my life i can remember where i didn't say please or thank you after something and i got like weird hives and like 
had to like make it known later or like if it doesn't happen i get really uncomfortable just because that's how i was raised mm -hmm. uh to, to you know to phrase things that way right so it's like uh maybe that's like you said that's power the power dynamics of this are so uh widely skewed and she's a, a powerful person who's in the middle of a very important call uh i would like to think that maybe she apologized to the she guy wasn't later. in the middle of anything important she just wanted to tell chloe that um travis barker was about to propose to courtney okay so like that literally was it <laughs> Uh, so, so she's having a bad day. She does, and I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt. Like you know, she, maybe she's she's probably like this to people all the time, right? But uh, I, hope I not. I, but uh, you would likely. hope you would hope they're not. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you you really should pay attention to how you talk to people. It's the reason why. Uh, like uh, I I I I've told the story about like holding a door for the 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 random time when I was very the first thing where I had a an inkling that there was something going on mm -hmm. in the world was the woman who got really mad at me for holding a door open for what her. What did she say again? She, she's like, the next time you want to hold the door open for a perfectly able-bodied female, how about you just don't? And then just walks right past <laughs> me. And I'm honestly, I'm such a timid, like I had my eyes down. I wasn't looking. Mm -hmm. I just hold the door for whoever the hell's behind me because it's awkward to close the door in someone's face. Yeah. Um, and, and just, it, it costs Mind you. Mind-blowing levels of... It costs you nothing to be polite, whether I mean, you're rich or poor. You just know that she like planned that in her head before. She oh, she's been it. practicing on the mirror for weeks. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> and then everybody clapped. <laughs> yeah, loser. That's what she's thinking. It's like that, but that yeah. was like that was that first kind of notion to me that maybe things were going in the wrong direction yeah. in society. <laughs> um, so I can always thank my old bank back in Minnesota for <laughs> being the place where that happened. Mine was being in my master's degree, and it was like weeks after you know whose election and there was a guy with a sign in front of the gym saying you can slap me for my white privilege oh. and i went up to him and i was like can i slap you for your white privilege and he was like no for you're a white male yeah i was like if i pull an id from puerto rico can i slap you what do you say he was like there's no way <laughs> okay and i'm like if i do can i slap you he was like i guess and then i pulled it out and he didn't say anything. He just braced for the slap. You're so, kidding. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to slap you, you freaking idiot. Yeah. Oh the world we live gosh. in now, man. But I should have. That's my biggest regret in life. I should have slapped the shit People out of him. People are so deranged. Ugh. We are in a. I, I think there's mounting evidence that we are in like a new timeline. And so, like, something happened. And the timeline began again. I don't know if you saw Shane's tweet, but Shane was like the, the Higgs boson collider. Like, didn't they get. Yeah, large, large Hadron Collider. Yep. Yep. Well, we're back at it. New <laughs> timeline. New timeline. Woo. So, who knows? We'll see where things go. All right, Dane. Hello. I mean, hi. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, was that. How long ago was that story? The, the about the the white privilege thing uh i was in my master's degree so like four or five years ago oh. where does the time go it, ju it just university of denver hunk of shit it just disappears it does it just disappears all right dude well thank you for coming on today dude thank you for having me and my angry rants once they, again they, they weren't even angry today those were very insightful and inspiring thank you oh my god my angry insightful inspiring rants. <laughs> beautiful thing Beautiful thing. All right, Mary, tell everyone where they can find you on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Closer Kitty, and that's where I post all the articles from Timcast. Uh, dot com. Have you got dot com? Have you got any new ones coming up soon? Hopefully, I'm trying to think something to write about. Something. I, I'm. Just, I keep starting them, and then they just go downhill. 
and I just scrap it. <laughs> does it usually work? No, this, this is just an interesting aside. Uh, like, does it, like when it really works, does it always come together far quicker and it yeah. seems to work right away? Like, yeah. 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 Like yeah. an hour tops of, of working on it if it actually is going to work. But like if I start it and then it turns into a mess, I just kind of give up. Video editing is a lot the same way like if you're creatively editing editing stuff like skating like uh you get inspired and like either it comes together very quickly or you get like five minutes to ten minutes into editing and and you're just like you, you lose where you want to go and you start over later yeah so. so like shout out to hannah claire because she has like i can't even imagine the sheer volume of, of right. writing that girl does yep. my college mentor used to say like whenever that happens it's time to kill your darlings and he's I mean, he's talking about projects yeah. like when when you're stuck and you're just like trying to like rework a turd, like it's not to get rid of the turd. Yeah, like I started writing about the Northmen and then I was just like, yeah. uh, no, <laughs> didn't work. It's not happening. All right, guys, you can follow me on Instagram at Brett Dasovic. And then for the show, please go to the YouTube channel, subscribe there, leave comments on the videos, like the videos, all that stuff. We appreciate it very much. Uh, in the description box of all of the segments that we post is a link to the Spotify playlist, which has everything that we do in all of these podcasts, start to finish. Best way to listen to us uh, each and every Monday through Friday. Uh, and then we're also on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and on Pandora. And then we are also on social media. We are on Twitter at pop culture underscore show we are on uh instagram at pop culture crisis pod and then we are also on facebook and tiktok at pop culture crisis we will be back with another episode tomorrow we'll see you then guys bye, bye. okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.